0: You're listening to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by Christadelphianvideo.org for Christadelphians and all those seeking the truth about the Bible message. Join us now as we present our latest episode.
1: Okay, welcome to uh, Family Matters. Tonight, our special guests are Matt and Lydia and It's really good to have you guys here with us. Um we're gonna be talking about finances and debt. Now uh, Matt and Lydia have been running Kiwi debt, um a, a debt advice company, I think. Is that how is that how you describe it?
2: Uh yeah, debt management uh and debt insolvency.
1: Management. Yeah. Yep. Since two thousand and eight. And so they have a wealth of experience to offer us in this regard. And especially with the recent downturn of the economy and um, the only loss of income that's come from the coronavirus, um, it's something that's going to affect us all. So um, we're really looking forward to the chat tonight with with Matt and Lydia and then to some questions afterwards. So, um, yeah. I thought we'd start tonight with a a Bible quote. And this one is from... um, First Timothy chapter six. I think mean, it's a really neat one as far as finances go, um, and it's First Timothy chapter six, starting at verse six, and it says this: "For godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that." People who want to get rich fall into temptation at a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. And I think you've seen that in your uh, time in debt management. Matt and Lydia. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah um the root of all evil well um perhaps I'll touch a little bit on that a little bit later but um what perhaps um uh and and Timothy is 100 percent spot on but um uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pass it over to Lydia just to give you a little bit of um a bit of groundwork in terms of um, uh, the debt and the basics and then uh, I'm gonna uh, come back and um, uh, have a chat about some of, some of the uh, in-depth sort of things that we've come across and um, perhaps some pitfalls, uh, but also some uh, things that might be able to uh, be handy in your life um, when it comes to debt. Yeah, that
1: sounds yeah.
2: good.
3: Okay, so um, first of all, hi, and uh, thanks for taking your time this evening to participate in our discussion around debt. So firstly, I wanted to start off with a little background on Matthew, myself and Kiwi Debt. So Matthew and I traveled to the UK in 2002 and spent the next five years in London, traveling and working in various jobs, one which included a debt management company, which Matthew was employed. When the time came to make a decision to return home, one night Matt announced Why don't we start up a debt management company in New Zealand? Well, at that stage, I had a beautiful little bundle growing in my tummy. Setting up a company was the furthest away from my thoughts. However, sparing you all the details, two days after having our amazing daughter Holly, we were on the ground up and running with Kiwi Debt. And here today, 14 years later, helping and assisting those who were burdened with debt. So along the way, both Matthew and I have been humbled by situations in the lives of people we have the pleasure of dealing with daily. So what is debt? The definition of debt simply, a sum of money that is owed or due, a state of owing money. What are types of debt? There is secured debt and unsecured debt. What is secured debt? Secured debt is debt backed or secured by collateral to reduce the risk associa- associated with lending, commonly, probably all known to us as a mortgage or possibly a car loan. Unsecured debt. Unsecured debt refers to loans that are not backed by collateral. So examples of these are most credit cards, store cards, personal loans, payday loans, family loans, short-term loans. And you've probably all seen ads on TV or heard on the radio some very popular loan companies with very catchy names, and I'll name just a few. Save my bacon. Can't Wait, Seed Cash, Quick Cash, (laughs) Wallet Wizard, Moolah, Tiny Loans, Advanced Cash, and the most recent one, Lockdown Loans. And there are so many more that you'd be familiar with. How can you get into debt? Well firstly, I'd like to dispel the common thought or notion that people in debt have just been simply silly with money. This is not the case. It is for a very small percentage of people. However, this is not what we have experienced. We hear and listen daily that a huge event has happened in the lives of people that seem way beyond their control. So some examples of these are loss of job, Reduction of income, loss of regular overtime, sickness of a family member or yourself, separation, divorce, gambling. In these events in the lives of people, it is very difficult to manage. All of a sudden, one income into the household has stopped or has to be split or the main income is now not available. However, expenses still need to be accommodated for. So when you're in debt or know people or friends that are struggling with debt, for whatever reason, it is really important not to judge them in their situation. Those of us who have never been in a bad debt situation will find it hard to grasp or possibly even understand As with many situations you could find yourself in, this is unknown to you unless you are experiencing this firsthand. When you are in debt, what effect does this have? We know from our dealings with our clients that debt has an immense impact in different ways. One, breakdown of relationships, health issues, depression, Anxiety, not coping day to day, violence in relationships, the feeling of being overwhelmed, just not seeing a way out, and helplessness, just to name a few. However, there is a way to rehabilitate, rehabilitate your debt situation. So before I hand you over to Matthew, a little story to tell. So Dad and I were talking the other day And he reminded me of a story which I'll share with you tonight. Now this is going back some time when both my sister and I were living at home attending primary school. So way before my hair went gray. Just like any other day, dad comes home from work. However, this night he received a call to attend an unexpected urgent AB's meeting that evening. After having dinner with the family, he excused himself and was getting ready to attend the meeting. Judy, my mum, explained to Winton. Winton, the car is really low on petrol. In fact, nearly empty, all we have is 50 cents. Dad said to Judy, good Judy, at least we've got 50 cents. I will stop to get petrol on the way and he did not knowing whether he would reach his destination or even make it to the meeting at all. However I can tell you he made it to and from the meeting and as the old saying goes on on the smell of an oily rag. Now I tell you this story as I know my dad really well. He would have entered the meeting as though nothing was amiss without anyone knowing of his situation at the current time that he was experiencing and all looked well on the outside. So we can fall into this trap as well by assuming all looks good on the outside as we paint a picture of our friends, our work colleagues, our brothers and sisters, thinking their life must be so much easier than mine. They don't have to be worrying about how I'm going to pay the bills, how am I going to afford food? How am I going to pay the power account? However, no one knows each person's individual circumstances when it comes to debt. So with debt, it can be a really embarrassing subject to broach. Mm. However, opening up and talking about it is a first step in making the path to debt rehabilitation to achieve a goal. So I'd like to just put you over to Matt, who will talk a lot more into the depth about debt and anything that you might like to know from him and myself. Thank you.
2: Mm, thank you, Lydia. Thanks, Lydia. Yeah, that's really cool. So um, we did touch on this a couple of weeks ago um, uh, when we were talking about budgeting and, um, you know, uh, all merit to uh, to that presentation. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, in terms of the budgeting side of things, I'm not going to delve too much into that tonight. But what I really want to do is start to talk about um, before we get into debt, when we're in debt, and coming out the other side of debt. Um, you know, there is a life cycle and um even though banks and finance companies would rather keep you in debt for forever um because that's the only way they make money um we want to start to look at um you know some of those some of those things which which come up so first of all before you even start to get into debt you've got to ask the question do you need it Um, and the next question you're going to ask yourself is what am i using it for now, sometimes uh, the, the what and the do I need it are, are about the same time. Uh, the next thing is, is it going to be secured or is it going to be unsecured? Um, obviously, if you're buying a house and you're getting a mortgage, then that's going to be a secured debt. The next thing you, you look at is what is the cost of the debt? Now, if you're going to get a loan against an asset and it's going to be secured, is the cost worth the risk that you're going to be taking the next question is if it is secured can i afford to lose it now that's a big question and perhaps that's one to to just think on for a little bit Um, what's that what do you mean by that well again if it's a secured asset and something happens in your life so
1: like
2: yeah so if you've got a if you've if you're using it as collateral against a loan and you default on the loan um is it an asset that you can afford to lose um, okay. and that helps to prioritize the type of debt that you've got okay so i i did touch on this a couple of weeks back but what happens if i need to repair or replace the item that's secured now That's a bit of a strange one because um, we've got security or, or there are people with security against cars. There are people with security against houses. There are people with security against washing machines. And again, what I touched on a couple of weeks back was what happens if something breaks down and if it's in its warranty period and it can be repaired, then that's great. But what happens if it breaks down outside the warranty period? And then, of course, you're going to have to start to look at How do you replace it when you're already paying for finance on one item now when it comes to business there's always there's a part of supplier contracts and anyone who's been in business will will probably be nodding their head about now and this is the part of the supplier contract that says you're going to give a personal guarantee against the business's uh, account now this is a bit of a trap that some people fall into because, um, of course, if you, um, if you sell that business and the account gets passed on to, a, to the new provider, then the chances are that you'll actually still be providing security against the, the debt that somebody else is using. So again, you've got to be very careful about that. So if your budget's got a deficit, now this is again what we started to talk about the other, the other week what happens when the income and the outgoings don't meet your needs you know in in typical budgeting uh, if you go to a budget they're going to say reduce the outgoings until you've got enough to cover your debt now that's easy to say however it's very hard to do and especially in the wake of COVID-19 when the when the hit on people's income is probably going to be substantial enough to reduce it to a point where they don't have enough to meet their minimum expenses and their living costs, let alone going into paying debt and and trying to keep things balanced. So I'm gonna just take a break from from the debt side of things for a minute in terms of what we do, and just have a look at some of the biblical references which um, give us a little bit of an inkling, but um, as as I'm going to show you, it's, it's, it's not a great deal of help. Now Romans thirteen eight, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. You pointed that one out earlier, uh, Robert, and you know that is um, that's the mainstay of um, of what we should be believing. Proverbs twenty two verse seven, the rich rules over the poor and the borrower is the slave of the lender. Now that's pretty strong words when I started to look into it, but it's, it's as relevant today as it was in, in the days of, um, of Solomon, you know, and you know, in, at that time uh, you were the slave. If you could not repay your loan, you were indebted to the person in a physical way. It hasn't changed much now, uh, although you're probably not going to get pull, uh, pulled in uh, to do the ploughing. Um, however, you are put in a position where um, you owe the person and they will certainly let you know about that. Psalm 37, 21. The wicked borrows and does not repay, but the righteous shows mercy and gives. Matthew chapter 5, verse 42. Give to him who asks you and from him who wants to borrow from you don't turn away. Luke chapter 6:35. But love your enemies, do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you'll be sons of the most high. Matthew 6:24. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other you cannot serve god and money romans 13 Owe no one anything except to love one another for he who loves another has fulfilled the law proverbs again do not be this is 20 verse 20 uh, chapter 22 verse 26 and 27 do not be one of those who shakes hands in a pledge one of those who is a surety of your debts, if you have nothing with which to pay, why should he take away your bed from under you? Proverbs 22, 16, whoever oppresses the poor for his own increase and whoever gives to the rich, both come to poverty. Now, I've got two more. Proverbs 22 verse two, uh, sorry, Proverbs 12 verse two, P- good people obtain favor from the Lord, but he condemns those who devise wicked schemes. And the last one, Proverbs 22, verse 1. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, loving favor rather than silver and gold. So the Bible tells us so many different messages about debt. If we started to look at them all, um, and there are hundreds, we'll probably be still listing them tomorrow yeah over 800 uh, yeah, so hard, it had seemed that the main message is don't be a borrower be a lender and if you're a lender don't expect anything back now this in itself is a little bit contrary contradictory rather because when Jesus is outlining the parable of the talents although it's read both in monetary terms and skills terms it can apply be applied to investment from a money lender and the expected return so is it the Jews were so hung up on money he was just trying to relate to the audience that he was preaching to Hard to say in terms of what I'll refer to as a biblical paradox he was trying to re- relate I think to the audience he was preaching to the problem is in our society there are a few lenders and there are a lot of borrowers. So how can we balance what's physical and spiritual? Well, I don't have the answer to that one, and that is an individual question. Um, The only thing I can do is, uh, is tell you that each time you borrow, there is a cost to it. The Bible refers to it as usury, and that's the price for borrowing, which we're paying to the lender. We call it interest, however, with the changing times and the amount of greed that there is out there control breeds wickedness in recent times when people get behind in their payments even by a little bit they are hammered with default costs and punitive fees so um it's adding insult to injury in a lot of cases Lydia did a great job in outlining what debt is at the start of the conversation so let's widen that net a little bit further so debt we're talking about is in a monetary term we know that there's the debt of a favor where you can make a pledge to someone to retain uh, to repay by your assistance something that they did for you and i think we did we discussed that a couple of weeks ago that you know we don't want to owe anyone for mm. for services um but again we're focusing on financial debt so let's let's just break down a little bit more detail about these debts so we've got a mortgage okay you get a house you get a loan the loan's secured against the house um that's a priority a car loan you know the car breaks down and uh the wheels fall off whatever you get a loan to buy a car it's secured against the car easy lydia's talked about credit cards and cash loans and also borrowing from a friend. But that's not all. Um, I'm sure, and we'll talk about this later, who's got a mobile phone that's on a contract? Each month, you have to pay a fee. Now, the services have been provided, now you have a debt to that company. What about a power account? Usually you get power, power account the month after it's been paid, you've got a debt people who are paying rent. Now, most people pay rent in advance, but um, at, at the time that you've got a, a rent contract, you're contracted to pay for that rent. So, you have a obligation to pay that. And it is a debt. So, now, pretty,
3: much, pretty much everybody has got a debt of some sort.
2: Yep, yep. and I'm gonna take that to the next step. Now, who's gone into a petrol station Put the nozzle in the car and fill the tank up with petrol Always. <laughs> you've, you've just incurred a debt because between the time that you put the petrol in the car and walk into the station to pay for it there is an outstanding debt and you know once in my life i did that and i actually must have been so busy and i drove off and I forgot it, but I got reminded very quickly that I had a debt <laughs> outstanding. <laughs> and uh, of course, um, you know, we inc- inc- incur that pledge to pay as soon as we make that transaction. Now, I mean, has anyone ever forgotten their wallet when they turn up to a petrol station, put the put the petrol in the car, got to the counter, and gone? I don't
1: know.
2: Yeah. We. I don't know. Um, again, you've got a debt. So, what happens when the wheels fall off the cart? You know, recently with COVID-19, things have changed for a lot of people. So, in biblical times, if you weren't able to pay, you became a servant or a slave to the master or the person who lent you the money. Now, recently, a lot of people have been asking for us directions about having secured loans. And it's one of the hardest things to manage and the first step in managing that secure loan is identifying whether or not you need that thing now whether that's a car or whether it's a freezer fridge a tv um what was the famous one that we had the um the steam mop mop. the steam mop (laughs) Uh, do you really need that steam mop Because while you're having problems and trying to slave to try and pay those additional interest and charges, um, you're probably not even using the thing. Uh, And what we've um, done with a lot of people is to talk to them about whether they want to surrender that back to the creditor. Not a lot of people realize that um, once you actually give that item back to the creditor and they sell it, there's no additional interest and no additional charges on it so it becomes a situation where you can start to make make payments to to your asset so yeah. we prioritize things in a different way than a lot of people would when they're going to budget um, needs come before wants and uh, needs also come before luxuries so at the top of in any sort of review that we're doing with anyone the first thing that comes into our budget or our what we call finstat is expenses that can't be removed food living costs mortgage the petrol to get to work those sort of things the necessities um perhaps school school fees for for kids um and necessary things that the kids have to have school uniforms perhaps then expenses that possibly can be reduced or cut out entirely. Things like maybe gym memberships. Sorry, gym guys. You know, that's one of those things. Um, You know, Sky TV, Pay TV. Again, you know, if it's something that is a need, sorry, a want rather than a need, you know, perhaps there's different ways of doing it. And right at the bottom, we put the unsecured debt because that's the way that the insolvency and trustee service look at it because that's the stuff that you've got to, you've got to live before everything else and um, if you if you're not able to live then there's no point in, in even having debt at all and there are ways to, to write things off um, now again if you look back at those um, those biblical references we we saw one of those was psalm 37 21 the wicked borrows and does not repay but the righteous shows mercy and gives now in our society that we're in at the moment um if you were to use that um that sentence it has to be applied on both sides now in the financial world there's very little mercy is there and um in a situation where people are in financial difficulty, um, and I, I used to use the term um, a, a drowning man, and the drowning man is raising his hand out of the water saying, I need help, I need help. Now, if you're at Pihar, Pihar Rescue will be out there like a shot. They'll be bringing out their rubber duckies, and they'll be diving in and uh, and, and saving you. But in the debt world, when you raise your hand, for some reason, they want to throw you a brick. <laughs> and, um, and yeah. you know, again the, the implication from a religious point of view or from a scriptural point of view is there are two sides to, to the equation. Now, again, if you're a lender from a scriptural point of view, you lend not expecting a return if it comes back then you're blessed if it doesn't come back then you're forgiving and therefore you're blessed in a situation where we apply it the world's logic um, it's um, it's to put as much pressure on you as possible and there is no forgiveness yeah. So, yeah. so from look looking at the scriptural elements and then looking at the worldly elements it's very hard to to apply the scriptural elements in the current world because the current world doesn't live by the scripture that we're that we're under. Um, if you can avoid having debt, then that's absolutely fantastic, and you know you are truly blessed in your life. Um, if you can't avoid having debt, um, it's a matter of being picky and trying to make sure that you mitigate what that liability is and and how um how you can ensure that you're not going to be put into a situation um which is beyond your control um because a a lender would be quite happy to um, push you as far as they can um in terms of finance and you know again we need to be making sure every time we look at our budget that we've left space we need headspace to to deal with uh, the things that come up out of the blue the um the blowing tire in the car the the repair the school fees that um well, the school uniforms that in january come out what's that dishwasher <laughs> the dishwasher which we haven't fixed for as lydia reminds me about six months yeah but again it's it's not a priority and it's not something that i would get in debt to fix but we will put provision there so that we can do it in in its due time the yeah the 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 wants when the wants out out the needs and the reality is um that we want something now um that's when we incur the cost and as i said before you know the bible refers to it as usury or the cost of money but if we borrow then we have to add at least 30 percent to the cost of everything we look at so if it's a washing machine, dishwasher, sorry, um, and that dishwasher is going to cost us eight hundred dollars, then we are got to add another thirty percent to that cost, and uh, over over a year, perhaps or a year and a half, then that dishwasher didn't cost us eight hundred, it cost us eleven hundred, and uh,
1: that's a big increase.
2: It is, and you know that that additional. Couple of months. It's only going to be a couple of months. I'll never hear the end of this one. That's that that time where we can we can just put a little bit aside um, and then get that um, that item when we need it. Again, it's not a need because we can wash the dishes. There are other ways of doing it Um, and more social, of course. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Lydia will correct you later, but. But the, but the the main thing is that um, th- because we want things right now, that's why we actually take debt out in a lot of cases. And uh, as um, uh, Alyssa and um, ben, ben pointed didn't. out the other week, I, I had to had to jog my memory there. Um, you know, they put aside for those things in their right time, and you know that's when they get to that point where uh they can go out and and get that thing or whatever it may be um whether it's i think ben and Alyssa were talking about getting a new car but they were just waiting until that time was right until so that they didn't need to go out and get the finance because um again you know
1: yeah
2: yeah you don't know what's around the corner and um you know god willing the kingdom's around the corner but between here and the kingdom um, there's a 1,000 repossession agents out there, can't, happy to come and get your car from you. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Um, so, I mean, at that point, I, I suppose it's probably open to, to everybody to, um, to ask questions because there's so much involved with debt. Um, realistically, um, you know, I can't cover everything, but um, uh, I think we've probably touch base on quite a lot of the um uh the things that we come across maybe maybe i'll just leave you on with one thing though um and this just is this is a perspective thing and it relates to um it's not like lydia's story it's it's a little bit more debt related but um a lady knocked on uh knocked on my door but called me on the phone and um and we were talking about um her situation, and and she was in tears, absolutely beside herself. Her world was falling apart, and she was getting calls from debt collectors, and she was getting calls from uh, finance companies, um, threatening all sorts of things, legal action and repossession and um, debt collection and bad credit and all these sorts of things that she was threatening. And um, after she'd gone through all of the things that, Um, she was talking about, I just asked asked her a question, I, I just asked her to tell me about her and what was going on with her and she gave me this background and this was about six or seven years ago but I remember it to this day as if it was a phone call that I'd received this morning and she said to me, well six months ago I had cancer, I had a mastectomy and I've been on medication ever since. I've lost my hair um, and I've, I've, ha- I've had a, all sorts of trips into the hospital, and um, and had problems um, following, or well, complications following the treatment. And coming out of that period of time, uh, she said to me that they gave her the all clear about. Four or five weeks ago. Now I, I don't know what that means in the greater scheme of things. Whether there's going to be things that come back, I don't know. But she said to me, she gave me the all clear, and I just said to her on the telephone, I just said to her, "What is dead?" And 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 she was just, again, she was she was, she, she didn't know how to answer. I said, "What is dead?" When you've got your life. Mm. And for her, all of a sudden, um, it was like the yoke of burden was lifted off her. For her, the debt burden is nothing compared to what she had been through. And there are ways um, of, of writing that debt off. Um, and a lot of places, even Inland Revenue, have got ways where they can actually look at it and go, well, we're not going to get any more money. The situation is what it is. Let's just call it what it is
1: and draw a line
2: under it, and everybody can move on and live their life. And that was the best case scenario. And she called me a few months later and said, Do you know, that was the biggest thing that anyone has ever said to me because nobody had ever said to me that it's only money and only the rich pursue money. We look we look for money to support ourselves. We don't look for money to become rich. Yeah. And certainly not at the expense of a woman who was about sixty three, I think she was. You know, nobody would wish that on anyone. So the,
1: the life? No, no, not at all. Yeah. So no, that's an excellent story. Thank you. Thank you for that both of you. That, that's been really interesting. I um, do have another couple of questions. Um, what's the best, what do you think is the best way if, to, to broach financial questions with friends or brothers and sisters or whatever without causing offence?
2: You know, um, is there a
1: way to bring in conversation? If you, if you think someone might be struggling a bit and you sort of like want to help out or whatever, how do you bring
2: that up? Well, do you know, it's a really, really awkward subject because um, mm. there, there's a couple yeah, of subjects that, I... subjects that nobody really wants to talk about. Nobody wants to talk about gambling, they don't want to talk about sex, and they certainly don't want to talk about debt. Um, so, to, to bring it up to somebody, you, first of all, I think you've got to be non judgmental um, What would you have to add? Uh,
3: yeah, Robert, I think that is, I sort of touched on it is it is very difficult because i don't think people hopefully they don't think they're being judged and you are asking them genuinely if Mm -hmm. they're okay um however i guess as an example we do have clients on board where the husband and wife do not know of the situation so we are dealing with one of the parties yeah. And through privacy and confidentiality, we are not able to talk to that other party. Um, however, sometimes I think maybe a person away, someone that's not so familiar to people to open up is an avenue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to yeah. be honest, I guess dealing with debt for the last 14 years there has to be some recognition from the person that help is required.
1: Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, so it's, I, it's, I don't think there's any magical answer to that. I think it's up to yeah, yeah. the individual to recognise um, it's just not going the way they planned. And there is plenty of help out there for people. Um, and sometimes actually just talking about it to someone that's not going to judge takes 90% of that pressure off, and then you work on how to then get the debt rehabilitated from that going forward.
1: So where would they look for help?
2: Um, where would they look for help?
1: So, so you have got come your website and, and you're a, you'd be a great contact, but yeah, um so... Any, any
2: person, any person that um, you're looking for help from, uh, they've got to be able to to take a few boxes. You know, one of those boxes, as Lydia touched on, was confidentiality. You know, you you don't you want to be reassured that whoever you're talking to is not going to um, post it on social media or or plaster it around the internet and um, and and gossip or you know. Um, yeah you, you want to be assured that whoever you're talking to is is confidential the, the second thing that you've got to look for is experience look for people who um, have uh, have background in the subject you know if you if you're in a, a situation where you, where you've got some gambling issues um, perhaps you like to go to the pokies um, you you talk to somebody who's skilled in that aspect, in that area, you know, you speak to the gambling helplines and you look for people who can help you with whatever that problem may be. Um again, I can I can tick my own box and say that um you know we're experienced in debt. Now we're not experienced in insurance. I'm not going to sell you insurance. Um but um again yeah. budget, <laughs> but budgeting budgeting advice is a good start um but what i'd recommend to anyone is to keep their options open in terms of um what they're dealing with again we are debt specialists so we deal with debt we don't do budgets for people on a day-to-day basis um and you know there are budgeting organizations for that and um, if anyone wants to message lydia or myself um, confidentially um, we can point you in the right direction for people for different things so um, but one of the starting points for anyone is to, is to and uh, Ben and Alyssa went through it, is to look at the budget and see where things sit. And sitting down and helping somebody with a budget is probably the first step to recognising where things are going wrong.
1: Yep. There's a couple of other questions that have come through. Is there a so-called good debt and bad debt Please.
2: Um, ask a bank. Um, <laughs> uh, well, there, there is. I mean, if I was to say there was uh, any sort of good debt, um, I would say there is because, um, as I said to you before, you know, you go and fill your car up with petrol so you can get to work, and then you go into the petrol station. That is a form of debt, whether people like to admit that it is or not. Until you've actually paid over the counter, you owe a debt. Now, um, again, we can differentiate that from a mortgage because there's a signed loan agreement and everything else. Um, but again, as I say, it is, it is it is still a debt. So when you're comparing good debt to bad debt, I'd potentially say that. A good debt is one that at the end of the debt there is an increase for you or or you've got a benefit that yeah. doesn't outwe- outweigh the cost that you've paid for that debt now yeah for example so in a mortgage
1: has, has paid an investment rather than a liability I suppose
2: yeah and for example in a, in a, in a housing market you know I, I've had a mortgage for as long as I can think and um, when when I took out the mortgage for my house, um, the value of that house was a lot lower than what it is now. So the the asset itself is appreciating, even though I'm paying interest. So the benefit is effectively outweighing the the cost. Um, a bad type of debt would potentially be um, someone who's paying, who you're charging, or who is charging you, 900% interest. Um, you know, that's the two opposite ends of the scale, I think.
3: So mm. if I can give you an example, I had a statement come through the other day. A client had borrowed $1,500. And when I confirmed the debt, it was now at 11500 And when I looked at the statement, every single month they were charging a default interest fee, starting at 3300 and going up so from a debt, the person taking a debt out at fifteen hundred dollars she now owes
1: eleven thousand five hundred wow <laughs> okay.
3: now fortunately uh, that didn't sit well with me so she now only owes fifteen hundred dollars again however we i had to negotiate that fact but that is <laughs> I guess when when we're dealing with this debt situation every day, if you're not dealing with that, that customer could have likely have paid that amount of money back, yeah. even because
1: though she couldn't. Us, have... Because most of us, and I probably speak for myself, wouldn't know any better. You know, I try not to get into that debt, but we go, well, you know, it seems like a legit loan.
3: Yeah, I I guess in this this situation, she was desperate and she thought she was doing the right thing to um, sort out the immediate issues that she had. Um, But unfortunately, I guess in the haste and we all signed documents without reading the small print, um, it didn't bode well for her. But I mean, it's better now, but I would say that would be a bad debt. yeah, Yeah,
1: definitely, Yeah. yeah.
3: So we have, a, we have another, Sorry, we have another question. It's what advice would you give to do, um, arranging brothers um, concerning using legal funds to help with uh, with with debts of, of legal members?
2: That's that's a very very good question. Um, the first question that. Um, I'd ask is if it's been brought to the ABS, then it's probably quite a serious thing. Um, the The first question I'd say is um, how the ABS deal with it is going to have to be in obviously a non-judgmental way, because people get into these situations. Now, sometimes it's for their own, from their own, uh, from from their own. Uh, use Um, but in a lot of cases it's because um, things have gone sideways and there's been uh, you know COVID-19 has been one thing that has just thrown everybody's world upside down Um, and you know from the in the financial world I think that's um, that's probably going to be about three or four months before we see that come through but from the a b's point of view I think you have to take a logical approach with with debt and say right first of all what's the situation can you afford the debt if you can't afford to pay the debt then there's a bigger underlying problem and rather than solving the debt problem you need to find the, find the root cause of that problem because Um, If it is a situation where um, something's happened and there's been a medical thing and they've needed to pay and they've come to the ABs for assistance, then again, scripturally, if they come to the ABs for assistance, should the ABs be turning them down? Um, What I read tonight, it says, if a brother comes to you um, for a loan, do you turn them down? You don't. to the same token again you know through through debt and through business um what we try to do is use the approach of um uh the fish you know give a man a fish uh feed him a, feed him for a day teach a man to fish you feed him for a lifetime so um that's where we we try and help people to help themselves as well um Again, there are going to be times where the ABs are going to be asked for money and, you know, people honestly need help and, you know, that help should be for, there for them because the last thing you want them to do is go and take a payday loan and then they they come back to the ABs and say instead of needing to borrow $1,000 or needing to get $1,000 of assistance, they need $10,000 worth of assistance. Um, so... And, and there are a number of organisations who can, who can help at different levels through that. Um, I think probably, um, you know, again, I can put myself out there that if the ABs have got any questions, they can always direct them to me and I can um, share a world of knowledge with them to help them in their decision making. Because um, there are places that give no interest loans if they're up to a certain value. To help people through rough times, um, uh, I've just heard today that if people have lost their job, they can apply for income assistance, um, uh, and they'll get up to 495 a week. So the, there's there's things that are that are happening out in the community to help people. It just may mean that if they've come to the ABS, that they, they may be able to get help, but maybe just not enough at not the right time.
1: Yep. Can I share your um, contact details in our next um, Family Matters newsletter? Yeah, definitely. A, yep, yeah. that'll be great. Thanks for that. So we'll do that in our next Family Matters newsletter. So we'll have your um, contact details. when you put your website in um, and then yep. people will be get in touch with you if they have any extra questions they don't want to share tonight or, um, or if they're having problems.
2: I'll be coming see you. Yep. Yeah. And again, um, any, anyone who makes a call, it's completely confidential. Um, you know. Yeah, that's um, If there's husband and uh, husbands and wife on on tonight, and you're sitting next to your husband and saying, "Well, I've got this debt, but I'm a bit scared to tell my husband." Um, you know, maybe maybe it's something that um, we can talk about. And you know, first 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 and foremost. If we had one piece of advice to um, to give to husbands and wife, it's just be open and honest with each other, um, because together um, you're you're much much stronger um, in dealing with matters when it comes to finance. Uh, If you're hiding things, um, you know, yeah, it it may be it may be a bit painful uh, cracking that egg, but um, you know, once once you've actually laid the cards on the table it's much easier for you, for you both to deal with it. However, as I say, um, if confidentiality is required, then confi- confidentiality is what people receive.
1: Um,
2: yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: thank you so much, both of you. It's been really interesting, really informative, uh, really encouraging, if, uh, I'm sure, if, uh, for those who are struggling at the moment. Um, and, yeah, you know, maybe,